Guys, before we get into today's episode, I have a really important announcement I want to make sure you do not miss. March is going to be a really exciting month in the Primal Potential universe, and I wanted you to be the first to know that I am hosting a completely free training on Thursday, March 21st at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. You do need to register, and the easiest way for you to do that is to just find me on Instagram and message me with the word tips, T-I-P-S, tips, and I'll send you the link to register. Otherwise, I'm going to make a point to put it in the show descriptions, but message me tips. It'll go to you automatically. Get in touch with me in any way you can if you want that link to register, and for some reason you can or can't figure out how to message me with the word tips, but that's going to be the easiest way because here's the thing. There's a lot of things that we want to be able to do intuitively, automatically, without so much hard work and effort. But to get to the point where you're doing it intuitively and as a matter of habit, you've got to do it intentionally. And that comes with a lot of challenges, whether those challenges are our own excuses, our fears of failure, All of the past times we've tried and failed that make us doubt that we can do it, or maybe it's social situations that pull us away from our goals. I want to walk you through a process of creating your own personal protocol that takes into account all of the unique factors about you, your preferences, your lifestyle, your most common excuses, your fears and your doubts. And I want to take you through that process live in a format where I can answer your questions in real time. And we're going to be doing that on this free training that again is Thursday, March 21st at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Find me on Instagram at Elizabeth Benton. Message me the word tips, T-I-P-S, and I'll automatically send you that link so it can happen really fast. You don't have to wait on my reply. That's the best and easiest way. I'll also, moving forward, make a point to put the link in the show description, but I really want you to be there. It is live. You do have to register. It is Thursday, March 21st, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Mark your calendar. Make sure to register. I also have some pretty exciting announcements Maybe the most exciting things that have happened in Primal Potential in the last almost 10 years or coming up on 10 years, I really want you to be there. Message me the word tips. I'll automatically kick you that registration link. If for some reason you can't do that, send a smoke signal, flag me down, find a way to get in touch with me. I want you to be there. Mark your calendar now, and I will plan to see you for that live training Thursday, March 21st, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am here with Christopher. Which means it's Saturday. It is Saturday. Thank you so much for spending a little bit of your time with us. How are you? I'm good. How are you? You just brought out my 
pineapple and cucumber and bell pepper to our chickens. Did the uh, goats get it every, anything? No, or the goats got none of it. It all went to the chickens. It all went to the chickens. The, go- the goats got all the Brussels sprouts yesterday. Mm, we like giving our scraps to the to the animals. Yes. When we don't forget and throw them in the trash. When you don't forget and throw them in the trash. Well, you don't cut up a lot of vegetables, exactly. do you? Exactly. Yeah. Anyway. So let's not throw the we out there. Fair enough, fair enough. So today we are going to give away the Change Makers Journal again. I was, um, so a couple weeks ago, I don't think I've talked about this yet. I did a two-day kind of business intensive, hired a company to help me mm, reimagine kind of where Primal is and where it's going and some of the messaging and that sort of stuff. And so one of the things that I had to do was talk to them about what what we do and what we offer and some of our products and our programs and different things like that, which was cool. It was it was a cool opportunity to get to to share about that. And I was sharing with them some of the feedback that I've gotten from people who have gotten the Change Makers Journal. And it's just it's so cool. I I have been very open about the fact that the whole reason I developed the Change Makers Journal was because I was struggling to get stuff done. Um I've always been, and Chris can attest to this because he's, you know, obviously been part of my life long before Dagny died. Um, It's always been easy for me to get up early and like get into work and be driven and focused and motivated and all of those things. And then after Dagny died, I just really struggled to find that. I mean, part of it is drive, but part of it is just the focus and the ability to move through things and get things done. And so I started just making up different templates for myself to really assist in focus and execution. And I was sharing them with people on the Primal Potential team. And after a couple iterations, they were like, this is seriously so helpful. And that's when we decided to make it available to you guys, but like one person, when I was sharing the testimonials, one person said, um, Trisha V actually said, is it too dramatic to say that the Changemakers Journal has changed my life? Um, and and that is the kind of the, the vibe from everybody. So I know that it is not in the, uh, in the budget for everybody right now. It is available now. We just made shipping free in the United States a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. but uh, it's $49, but we're going to give one away at the end of the show today. Lucky ducks. Yeah. You want to dive into the questions with that said? Yeah, sure. What you got for me? We like starting out with long ones. Yeah. Okay. Here's my question. What's your question? When I am sick or not feeling good because of a cold or allergies, etc., I binge. I think it's from childhood and being sick. We had to eat uh, to show that we were better, but it's one area that I'm stuck on. I'm trying to think of a solution instead of focusing on the problem, and I'm no longer okay with using it as an excuse. But how do I stop? All right. So when you're sick, binging. You know, this is one of those interesting paradigm shifts that that we see not only with physical health, but also with mental and emotional health, right? There is the perspective, and I had it for a long time, that if I'm sick, if I'm stressed, if I'm tired, that is the reason to skip the workout, eat the crap, you know, that that mindset. The other paradigm that I think is a shift available to all of us and very much the beginning of the how do I stop is this is when it matters most, right? So when you're not feeling well, 
There's a tick on your arm, Chris. Let him, let him chill. He's hungry. No. We have a lot of ticks here. You know, I think he bit you. Oh, he did. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I got him out. We interrupt this program for a tick bite. It's Ooh. just a deer tick. That gives me the, the heebie-jeebies. Anyway, the paradigm that I think this begins with is shifting to this is when it matters most. It's not, well, if I'm feeling great, then I'll eat well. No, it actually is when you need it most when you're not feeling well because I'm always fascinated by the human body. And the fact is the only thing that our body has for repair and function and just operating efficiently, the only thing our body has is what we give it. So if we are somehow under the weather, that is when we need to be providing the nutrients. That's when we need to be minimizing the, the sugar, the toxins, the chemicals, all of that kind of stuff. It comes from how you think about it. I totally understand the mindset of like, oh, well, I don't feel well, therefore, but you can choose any perspective. That is a perspective, but it is not the only perspective. And the more true, the more accurate, the more real perspective is that this is when your body needs it most. Now, hearkening back to childhood and, and this person says like when they, were, when they were young, they had to eat to show they were feeling better. You can do that without it being overboard, without it being classified as a binge, without it being foods that are not great for you. This is your opportunity to change the way you think about it fundamentally. So that's that's what I really, I really think the how do you stop stems from how you think about these kinds of things. So, but that's it. Next question. Next question. What is the title of your new book? What are you most excited for us to read about in your new book? So I haven't shared the title yet, although something big happened with the title this past week, didn't it, Christopher? Yes, it did. I actually changed the title of the book after having finished it, which meant having to kind of go back to the drawing board and rework a few things. I loved the first title. I love the second title, too. Um, and in fact, part of why I changed the title came from that that two-day business intensive that I mentioned at the at the top of the episode. Um, so I haven't shared the title yet. I will soon. I want to make sure that we get it locked down with the the cover team and and all of those kinds of T's are crossed and I's are dotted. Um, so I haven't shared it yet. I did just change it but I'm really excited about it. In terms of what am I most excited for you guys to read about in it? There's not any one particular chapter or concept. What I'm most excited about is what the book delivers to you. So this is a book about navigating hard times and tools, practices, and perspectives for those hard times. And my hard time that was the catalyst for this was, of course, the loss of our daughter. But it doesn't matter if your hard time is a layoff or your hard time is uh, just being in a funk, just an undefined kind of low spot in life where you're just not really feeling your mojo, or if it's a divorce or you know losing a loved one, as was my situation. Any any tough time, it is tools, it is perspectives, it is practices for those things, so that we don't say 
oh, well, I can't. And this actually ties back to the last question of like, when I'm sick, I binge, how do I stop? One of the things I hear so often, because we have a Facebook group for people who um, have purchased the Changemakers Journal, and so many people will say, um, you know, I, I had a crazy week at work, so I didn't journal, or uh, I was in a really terrible mood yesterday, so I didn't journal, but I picked it back up today, or whatever it is. And that's when we need to do this work most, right? These are not mountaintop tools that we turn to only when life is going well. And I really want to help people realize that it's these, these hard moments, whether they're small, like it was a crappy day at work, or they're really, really significant, those aren't the times that we say, oh, well, I can't now because. Those are the times when it really matters most. So there's not any one concept or any one chapter or any one idea that I'm most excited about, but rather just generally speaking, getting these tools into your hands. I, I can't wait. And hopefully the book will be out in October of 2021. More tools. Yeah. You've only heard like what, one chapter, I think? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But I did. I did. What did I read it to you or did you read it yourself? I don't recall. Yeah. Anyway, next. What do you do when you feel like your dream isn't possible? And you feel empty. Find evidence that it is possible. Because you can totally convince yourself that it's not possible. But you can also totally convince yourself that it is. And I think I've used this example very recently. Uh, I don't know. If, tell me if this sounds familiar to you, Chris. When Jeff Bezos was starting out, he absolutely could have convinced himself that it wasn't possible to be like the biggest retailer in the world and become a billion dollar company inside of X many years. Like right. he, he totally could have convinced himself that that wasn't That's possible. That's not going to happen. But the reality is he also can convince himself that it is. And the same thing we could say of Elon Musk, right? He totally could convince himself. I'm not going to take Dogecoin to the moon, but he is. <laughs> or any number of other things, like the underground rail system from... The Hyperloop. Yeah, yeah. If, was it from Vegas to High LA speed, or something? Yeah. yeah. I'm sure that there's a million reasons that somebody could settle in on that's not possible, but you also can settle in on how and why it is possible. I for sure could have convinced myself that starting a business and and making more in my first year of business than I was making in my job when I was doing well in my job, I could have told myself that's never going to happen and it's not possible. You choose. So you, when you say, I feel like my dream isn't possible, that's because you settled on that perspective. And that is not the only one that is available to you. So go talk to other people who have done big things. doesn't have to be the same kind of thing that you've done, but get around people who have done big things, whether that is somebody who has a high school education, but now they're, you know, making seven figures a year, or somebody who uh, was the first person in their family to go to college, and now they're a doctor. Or it, it doesn't have to be on the Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk level, but it can be. Find somebody who has defied the odds because realize that it's not about whether or not your dream is actually possible. It is about what story you settle on. If you feel empty, tell yourself a different story. Absolutely, positively, we can all convince ourselves that like things are bad and things are hard and yada, 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 but that is not the only perspective available and you have to open up your mind to other options. This is exactly what it means to become a better thinker. This is what it means. Hashtag facts. And we're recording this in the evening, but I feel like I've got a little like pep 
And you zoom. do. I could tell by the looks you were shooting me when I was when I wasn't able to light that darn match. He's trying <laughs> to burn a tick while we're recording, and the problem is he wastes what three matches? Two matches. And I they kept take snapping. one. And I take one, and I light it in a, in a fraction of a second. They're cheap. Wait a second. Did I light you the first did. one? Okay. You did. Mine kept breaking. Yeah, because you don't know what you're doing. Uh, yeah, all right. I don't. I know how saved to ma- you. I recognized the tick. It's a wood tick. It wasn't gonna do anything to me. You're welcome. Thank you, I mean. I meant thank you. Yeah, okay. And I lit the <laughs> stupid match. What else do you have for me? What parenting books are you reading, if any? Well, I can say, for one, I am just waiting for the book that they give us at the hospital <laughs> after he's born. Right? That's a thing. How to. And then you wouldn't read it. It's it's an instruction manual is my understanding. And then you wouldn't read it. Yeah, right. Um, so Men don't follow instructions. <laughs> parenting... <laughs> I'm not really reading any parenting books yet. I think it's a little premature for parenting books. I'm a big fan of like just in time information. I don't need to like be reading about how to deal with like toddler tantrums or like have conversations with kids because yeah. it's just that's not that's not that's not in the near term future. Um, so I'm not really reading any parenting books. I have read you know the the birth related newborn related books, whether it's um, like the, I read the Hypno Babies book. I read um, Happiest Baby on the Block. I took Taking Care of Babies course when I was pregnant with Dagny. Um, and that expires after three months, so I can't take that again. But I did take good notes, so I went back through my notes. But a little early for parenting kind of stuff. But birthing and, like, newborn care, which newborn care, I guess, is parenting. Yeah. Um, Happiest Baby on the Block, I would say, is really the only one I've read. I have a book on order. It's called Next Meal's Breakfast. <laughs> is that actually a book? No, but okay. it should be. Because <laughs> that's what your parents said to you? Yeah. I don't think we're going to have any appetite issues with our child. No, because we're going to get them to try everything. There's going to be, oh, well, I don't not like only, it. Not only that, it, it, it's... You, Watch your words because you're going to have the, oh, I don't like it child. I won't. But I won't. Appetite wise, appetite wise, we're both very good eaters. So yeah. if and our child. We'll try anything. As long as they see us eating anything, they'll eat anything. And it starts really, really young. Right. I actually believe it starts when you're nursing because the flavor profile of what you eat is carried over into your milk. And so uh, if I thought, you're. I thought you were like shaping a nipple onto whatever food it was. No, no, no. Anyway. That's all. Happiest baby on the block. Happiest baby on the block and next meal's breakfast. <laughs> Which is not a real book. What if it is? Maybe it is. It might be. Well, I asked you and you said no. I don't think it is. Okay. I was kind of making it up, but it next very well could question, be. Next question, please. I would love to hear about changing from working full time at a good job to starting a business off an idea you have to fill a need. As our family's financial support, it feels impossible. But rationally, I know anything is possible. Maybe what is really stopping me is that I use me out of work time. I'm sorry, use, I'm thinking it's my out of work time to nurture my son rather than my idea. So it's not either or, right? It's not either you use your out of work time for your family or you say screw the family and you work on your business. There's both. I can't tell you. Okay, this goes back to something we've talked about before. Watch Shark Tank. How oh, many gosh, people, yeah. seriously, like, you and I have seen every episode of that series, oh, probably close to, close 20 to. seasons, and we've yeah. seen all of them. Um, there are some terrible ideas, but they but, get up there. Well, and the, and the thing is, a lot of them are working parents yeah. who still have to care for their kids. They're not, they're not millionaires who can hire help so that they're able to, to pursue this idea. Right. 
they're finding the way. And so I would really challenge you to not see it as like, either I use my not working time to take care of my son or I, you know, put my son on the back burner and work on this business. There's an opportunity for both. Maybe that means you need to go out to bed an hour later or get up an hour earlier or both. That is absolutely an option for you. In terms of, you know, being your financial support, your family's financial support and it feels impossible, go find evidence that it's not. Don't don't just say like, rationally, I know anything is possible. There have got to be millions of examples of people who built businesses while having a full-time job, right? And didn't leave their full-time job. Boss Babe. I don't know how many of you guys are familiar with Boss Babe. Huge brand in terms of like female business and female empowerment. And there's two founders, um, Natalie Ellis, Danielle Canty. Danielle Canty remained working as a chiropractor even when Boss Babe was making seven figures a year. She did not leave her job as a chiropractor until well into Boss Babe's success. That is one example of so many examples. So many examples. So the first part before anything is really not just like, fearing that it's impossible, but kind of rationally knowing that it is possible, go give yourself evidence of how not only possible it is, but how common it is. Most people who have businesses aren't able to just clean slate, walk away from anything else, and go full bore into a new endeavor. Most of the time, it is a gradual progression. Whether we're talking about people who start a real estate career while they have another job, or we're talking about people who launch a restaurant while they have another job. They're probably working for two years on concepts and permitting and plans and funding and all of these different things. But also, think outside the box. It's not like, well, for the next three years, I'm going to have to do both. Maybe it means that you get some business loans. Maybe it means you do a little bit of both. Maybe it means you bring on a partner and the partner has more time to put towards the business than you do, but you're, you're working together and collaborating. There are so many ways to do this. There are so many ways to do this, but you won't do it if you're fundamentally thinking it's not possible because of X, Y, and Z. There are millions, if not hundreds of millions of examples of people who have done this, and you just need to go find those examples and eliminate the story of like, it feels scary, it feels impossible. The truth is, that is not what your narrative needs to be. And until your narrative changes, you're going to be on the struggle bus. It doesn't mean that it's easy. It doesn't mean that it's effortless. But you need to go from logically, I think it's possible, even though it feels impossible, to this is so doable and so many other people have done it. And there's no way in the world that all the people who have done it are harder working than me, are more dedicated than I am, or whatever it is. Like that, that fundamentally, it believes with that. It begins with that conviction. And depending on how old your child is, you can violate some child labor laws. <laughs> Put them to work. I wish I had a kid <laughs> old enough to stuff envelopes and stuff for me. That would be amazing. Was it easy to transition to having farm animals? Are you going to make or sell goat milk products? I really feel like this is a question for you because you're 99.9% of farm animal care. 
it's very easy to transition to having farm animals unless you want to go on trips, in which case you have to have someone that you can call that will come over and take care of them. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. I mean, because honestly, like, okay, how much time in your day? We have, for for context, how many chickens do we have? 13. We have 13. Including the rooster. We have 13. Well, 12 chickens and a rooster and four goats. How much time in your day do you think that it takes to care for them? Um, hour. You think it's that much? Yeah, maybe. I mean, you got to do some cleaning and things like that. You got to tr- take time to trim the nails. So, you know, average is out to about an hour. But like on the, on most days, it's food and water yeah. and closing them up at night. And giving them a little attention. I mean, yeah. You got to do that. Yeah, absolutely. So it's totally not like a... Not like it's, a, not it's not a 40 not, hour a week job. No, anything. no, no. And and it depends too on what farm animals you have. Right. If, like, it, if it was a horse, a lot more work. Or even a cow because it's got to be milked every day and that takes time. It's got to get pregnant before you can milk it. No, I know. I'm, so, I'm just saying that we, that, could, we could have a milk cow forever and never get milk because, oops. It's true. We only have one cow and we got, we got a boy. Why isn't this working? Um, <laughs> and, and in fairness, I don't do much for the animals i did more before i was pregnant um and when they were when when the chicks were like inside and you know all of that kind of stuff but now that the animals are outside and i've been basically pregnant for two years eh, chris does the majority of that um Uh, the making or selling goat's milk products maybe down the line once we have a barn that we have that auxiliary kitchen in yeah where we can do all the cooking crap out there yeah and not but i don't think we'll sell it up in the house you never know depends on how good it is yeah, if it's really good, you know, it's got to be. But then that takes more time. It does. I mean, it could be a weekend. For right thing. now, it, no, we no just, intention to. Yeah, like even with our eggs, we have way more eggs than we can eat. We, we just give, give them. Away. Yeah, we just give them to our friends. I mean, Throw, sure. Throwing them at passing buses has been a great way to get rid of them. False. False. Um, okay, I think we have a couple more questions. What tips do you have for not going with the flow of eating badly at upcoming summer parties? Biggest thing that has been helpful to me is remembering how I want to feel. And I know not everybody is in the boat that I am in or has my experience. Like I've got years and years and years and years and years of like overeating, binging, just blah. I have such vivid recall of how crappy it feels to feel crappy. Even when like if we do pizza or something and I like maybe say in one day I have pizza and ice cream, I just feel so so lethargic and just not as good compared to I've given myself the experience of eating well consistently to know I have so much more energy. My mood is better. I feel more confident. I feel better in my body. I hate the feeling, and I'm saying this at like, you know, nine plus months pregnant. I hate the feeling of like nothing looks good and nothing's comfortable and blah, blah, blah. Keeping those things in mind, it really shapes the conversation of, it's just not worth it to have, you know, 14 s'mores and two burgers and, you know, a plate full of chips. It's just, it's just not worth it. But so many people won't focus on the full story. And this is why we talk so much in, in Chasing Cupcakes. I write about this at length. People focus on just one piece of the story, like that looks good or might as well get it out of my system. It's one day, go whole hog. I'll start again on Monday or whatever. That's not wrong, but it's so limited in the totality of the truth, right? How are you going to feel when you wake up in the morning? How are you going to operate if this is if this is your MO every single time you're social? 
whether it's a birthday or a holiday or a summer barbecue or whatever else, if this is your MO, where does that get you? How do you feel? Are you proud of yourself? And also, where's the middle line? Some things are super worth it to me to indulge in. Other things just aren't. When Chris and I first started dating, I feel like one of the most common things he probably heard me say when we were on dates was it's like, It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Whether it was a cocktail it's or... It's not worth it. I'll drink yours. <laughs> I just... Can I smell it? What I, I do say that. That's, I now, that's a now thing. Yeah. Because <laughs> I can't drink now. I'll be like, can I smell your wine? Can I smell your cocktail? Um, but... what's really, really worth it to you and what's not. Some things just aren't worth it to me. Like, and being pregnant, it totally varies because it might be very different on a given day now. But generally speaking, bags of chips, not worth it, right? Pasta salad, not worth it. And yet when I was in the stage of like binging and overindulging very regularly, it was kind of like, ah, let's go for it. And then you end up eating all of this stuff, 90% of which isn't worth it. So first, focus on telling yourself the whole truth about like how you want to feel, how you want to feel going into it, how you want to feel at it, how you want to feel after it. But then also, what's really worth it and what's not worth it? And for that perspective stuff, which I really think is at the heart of so many of these questions, Chasing Cupcakes is a really, 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 really great resource. Yeah. I just well, I don't think that there's. I don't think there's really a go with the flow of eating badly at summer parties. I mean, for you uh, maybe other people aren't making your plate. Eat what you want. If you want the burger, have the burger without the bun. I mean, there's there's always ways of doing it. That, but there, it's not about feeling the pressure necessarily, but rather giving yourself the pass to just go whole hog. Right. Uh, uh, yeah. Which I, is which is every, what I'm talking every about. Every choice is a chance. There you go. From the mouth. All right. Last question. How would one start playing keto? Sorry, uh, eating <laughs> keto. <laughs> How would one start eating keto? When I first saw this question, I was like, "Okay, think about it this way. One how bite would, at a time. How would one start eating vegan? Okay. Don't or do first. First, you would have to know what it is to eat vegan. You would have yeah. to know what it means, and then. You would just make your next meal accordingly, right? So what you would do to start eating keto is first know what is keto. Now, I've done full episodes on this, so I'm not going to go into it here. But keto is not just low carb. Keto is not just very low carb. The people who act like, well, I can eat my body weight and cheese and heavy cream and I like can. fat bombs and that's keto. Wait, no, it's not. Wait a second. Or I've been un- doing it wrong? Unlimited chicken and steak, that's not keto, right? Keto is more than low carb. Keto is very high fat, moderate protein, low carb. That combination, I'm going to say it again, and I've done full episodes, so you can go to primalpotential.com, search keto or ketosis, and those episodes will come up. But it is high fat, moderate protein. So that means you can't just eat chicken or steak or fish as much as you want. It is moderate protein and it is low carb. So how would one start eating keto? Know what it is and then make your next meal to match that, right? Don't overcomplicate it. Most people who are struggling one of the primary reasons they struggle is because they stay in the like, I need to know more. I need to know more. I need to know. No, you don't. Keep it very simple. It is very simple. Know what it is and then operate accordingly. And if you're like, oh, I don't know what it is and I don't know what's a reputable source, start by listening to the episodes I've done on it. Yeah. 
And I've done some interview episodes on it as well where I've brought other keto experts onto the show because I'm not a keto expert. I don't personally follow a ketogenic diet. Um, But yeah, that's that. Know what it is and then act accordingly. We got a winner. We do got a winner. Changemakers Journal. I'm telling you. Coming um, at you. What what was the person's name? Trisha. Trisha said it's changed your life and it made a huge, huge difference in mine. We've got so many people who are like, this is helping me reduce overwhelm. This is helping me stay focused. This is helping me stay on task and eliminate distractions. Who is today's winner of the Changemakers Journal? I hope I assume this pronunciation correctly. It is at Marmaria Mm. underscore Bienstar. That's M A R. M-A-R-E-A underscore B-I-E-N-E-S-T-A-R. All you got to do is email Christopher at primalpotential.com within 60 days of today's episode that has no episode number. Do you want to know why it has no episode number? Because it is. Why? Because I screwed up. I was getting ahead in the baby recording, you know, with the Monday episodes. And you mislabeled one. Yeah. So it screwed up everything. Forever. Until we catch up to that. No, no. It screwed up everything forever. There's no catching up. Because sure. I skipped a number. What number did you skip? Uh, I don't remember. Bet you you could go back and look. No, no. I it, it, Whatever it is, I can't me- I can't make it up. I just can't number this episode because it, it is supposed to be 877, but I said 877 is the next episode, so then there would be two 876s, so I can't. Do you see what I'm saying? Oh, you, you done messed up. Done messed You see what I'm saying? I done messed up forever. But it's okay. It's not the first time. That's why we have like a thousand episodes, but so, it looks like so we So then you really could have two two episodes with the same number. But it would confuse people. Okay. It would be like 876 and 876A. And this that's okay. This is 877, so we're fine. No, 877 hasn't aired yet. It airs on Monday. That's what I'm saying. So this is 876? This, this should be 877, but it's not. Because 877, I already recorded and scheduled for the future okay so this is supposed to be 877 because there already was 876 but 877 and everything until august is already scheduled okay. out based on that so that's this just this, has no this, this is 876 and a half okay so happy saturday episode 876 <laughs> and a half so a um, mar maria bien star is that what you said that's what i said all you got to do is say for 876 and a half I won the Changemakers Journal. If you send that email to Chris within 60 days of this air date, we will send it to you no matter where you live in the world. No matter where you live in the world. And the rest of you can win. All you got to do, there's three ways to win. Number one, leave a review of this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Guys, that's such a huge help. If you listen, if you enjoy the show, take a second, leave a review on Apple Podcasts if you listen there. Second way Leave a review of Chasing Cupcakes on Amazon. I get so many messages from people who are like, I love this book. I'm rereading it for the third time. If you have a minute to leave a review on Amazon, that enters you to win. We give stuff away every single week. Uh, Or the third way is to post on Facebook or Instagram with an episode of the show that you're listening to, something that you've learned from it, and make sure to tag me. Tagging me on Facebook is tagging at Primal Potential Podcast and tagging me. And tagging me on Instagram is at Elizabeth Benton. And you can win next week. Yes, you could. And Edge is shipping early, so we might be able to give it away again. Nope. 
Yeah, because no, I said, I've already got two people I got to send it to that have won, I and have I haven't sent it to four people yet. I need to send it to. I, don't, no. I said last week. No. I said last week nope. that we would be generous with Edge once we had, like, what, a three month backstop. Yeah, so we don't have that. No, I know, but it's going to be shipping, so we will soon. It's sh- it's By the time this I, airs, we'll already have we'll it. We'll see. We'll already have we'll it. We'll see. We have to share. We can share. Change makers. <laughs> we can, edge is we can amazing. Share the fact Co. that we don't want to share Edge tells you how amazing it you is. You can order your own Edge. All right, fine. I'll put that link in the show description. But we'll also I, we will give it away again we once will. we have a back. Like November. No, within the next two weeks we'll give it away. Maybe within the next month. Okay. All right. Because once we have a three month back stock for ourselves, then we can start giving it away. All right. All right. All right, everybody. Have an amazing day. Y'all are lucky. (laughs) We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the Primal Potential Podcast, where our goal is not to help you learn. Our goal is to help you change. This is a year of action. Take something you learned from this episode and put it into action in your life today. To learn more about working more closely with me and the Primal Potential team, please visit primalpotential.com forward slash transform.